Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we want to talk about how we might be able to heal a wounded soul. At the end of the day, I think depression and feeling wounded are two different things. And they require two different solutions. And sure, they can be interchangeable. Depression is a very real thing. But at the end of the day, sometimes we're just so inundated with negative or toxic or hateful things in our life that we just grow dispirited. And I want to talk about that and find ways that we can find emotional health and positivity and comfort in a world full of horribleness. You know what I mean? Rebecca and I are going to talk about all the things that wound our aching, sensitive soul. And then we're going to talk about all the things that heal our soul. So at the end of the day, this is going to be a fun one, you guys. And then after all that, we're going to talk about finding strategies and ways to uh, uh, be yourself, your unbridled self in a culture that's trying to change you. At the end of the day, there's so many agendas out there trying to change us, trying to modify us. And like Bob Marley said, don't let them change you or even rearrange you. We've got a life to live. And so I want to talk about ways in which we can really capture who we are and what we are and who we want to be and find a catharsis when we're feeling wounded. If you like what we're doing, come on over and help us out. You can become a patron on Patreon at Chef Bright Comedy. You can also help by sharing the show on social media or coming by and continuing the conversation with us on my Instagram. And the last and most important way to help us is by going over to our brand new YouTube channel, Chef Bright Comedy, and subscribing. We're going to have a bunch of cool, fun stuff for you guys there very shortly. Thank you for your support, and let's get started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and today I've got my wonderful, beautiful wife and co-host, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hi. Hi. Uh, gets me every time (laughs) hey you guys welcome back to another episode of surviving empathy podcast today ladies and gentlemen we are going to do an episode about catharsis and healing of the soul things that wound the soul and things that um uh, heal the soul and and we got ourselves a little list and then we're going to talk about ways in which we can find spiritual or emotional catharsis in this life despite what's going on in your life because believe me at the end of the day Rebecca and I are not living some uh, life of Riley here at the end of the day you know we're going to Uh, The next town over every day, taking my mom to chemo and radiation therapy because she has a little bit of cancer. And uh, we're trying to get rid of it. And, uh, you know, it's nerve-wracking. It makes you feel nervous. The daily grind wasn't hard enough, and now we got this new thing to worry about. It's like, Jesus Christ. So at the end of the day, Rebecca and I understand the relationship between... uh, you know, trying to live your best life and just being bogged down by 
the insurmountable horseshittery of modern living. And so we wanted to go into ways in which we can kind of um, find ourselves and find our roots and heritage and find really uh, <clears throat> what are all these emotions, what do they mean, and how can we uh, use our emotions to our advantage, not just to make us fall apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, our last episode, we talked about some of our gripes, some of the things in life that sort of give us uh, pause, that make us uh, feel upset or uptight. And we wanted to talk about some of the frustrating things in our life that just, you know, add up to, you know, as Jimi Hendrix said, a frustrating mess, you know. <laughs> At the end of the day, we kind of have to have a catharsis in living this life. At the end of the day, if you're not all-powerful if you don't have a million dollars in the bank we have to find ways to find catharsis despite the fact that uh, the world isn't always uh, so kind or so polite it doesn't always want to go with the flow of our natural you know spiritual ebb and flow of life and so at the end of the day it's up to us we got to find ways to uh, find uh, hope in this life and find spiritual and emotional catharsis you know what I mean yeah definitely so here I have written my understanding of, of, of uh, you know, what a wounded soul is, because I think it's different than just having depression. Depression can oh, be yeah. a lot of things. But when you have a wounded heart, when you have a wounded soul, it's slightly different. It's, it's almost like a, a lower and slower malaise rather than a giant buildup of depression. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And so I have here the repetition of hurtful, hateful, or destructive things uh, or lessons already well learned that continue to happen that slowly chip away at our hope, our sense of self, our mental health, progress, and sense that the world can change for the better and uh, our personal life can actually improve. At the end of the day, I mean... Isn't that what we all just want? We want to contribute to life in a discernible way where we feel like we're making progress, that we're getting somewhere. We're not hamsters on a hamster wheel, for fuck's sake. You know, even hamsters after a while go, well, what am I doing? I ain't getting nowhere on this. So at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're making forward progress in our mental health, our spiritual health, and that what we're doing in our life adds up to something. And... Um, Far too often we wake up some days, whether we're at a job at the grocery store or a job in retail or a job, you know, working whatever, or maybe you're going to college or whatever, and one day you just wake up and go, what in the fuck am I even doing? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's what this episode's about, and that's who this is for. People who wake up more than once just going what is the point what is the point and so we have to find catharsis we have to find spiritual gratification in a life that d doesn't always seem uh, all that uh, willing to to you know uh, bent our will you know yeah so before we get into our list of things that wound and things that heal our soul, I want, you know, because we compiled a list and we've got a list of things that we want to talk about that upset our soul and then things that kind of help heal our soul. And so we'll get into all that and it's going to, it's a pretty comprehensive list. 
uh, we do, we, you know, when I was sitting at Kimo, I, I, I worked on my list, so I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> Mine's like five little one word things and yours is like a whole like thesis, but <laughs> eh, isn't that just the case though? I'm just uh-huh. a long winded motherfucker. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, I wanted to start here with an article. This uh, article is from workplace strategies. Hold on. Okay, it's pretty long, so I had to turn my phone sideways <laughs> to read the whole thing. But it's Workplace Strategies for Mental Health.com. And uh, this article is called um, uh, The Function of Emotions, okay? And it starts out here We can learn important information from studying exactly what an emotional response may be telling us. For example, you may be surprised to find yourself reacting angrily when invited to a special event. When you think about it more, you may realize uh, that you're angry because you feel overextended. Your anger is telling you to change something in your work-life balance, at least temporarily. It may feel like an injustice to add just one more event, but you know that the injustice is actually the unreasonable demands you place on yourself. This will allow you to respond to the invitation much more graciously than you might have otherwise. It'll also allow you to take the wisdom of the anger and use it to make healthy changes in your work-life balance. So so that's really what we're driving at here today, is we want to scratch those emotional, spiritual itches that, are, that run deep, that are, you know, mm-hmm. I, I call it, you know, um, uh, deep on a soul-ular level, you know, things that are uh, deep in our soul, you know, whether we have an actual soul or not is, you know, don't let the skeptics and the cynics upset you. We have a soul. Whether we have an actual soul, we have a soul, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And it goes on to say, emotions, even those that feel unpleasant or seem negative, have a few important uses. Number one, emotions drive our actions, for example, a fight, flight, or freeze response. Number two, emotions tell others that we're dealing with stressors and may need support. And then number three here, emotions have wisdom. They tell us something important in our life that is changing our needs attention. And then it goes on to say, in each of these cases, ignoring or suppressing our emotional response keeps us from learning and taking action. And that's why it's not good to bottle up feelings, because you might get explosive on someone uh, that you care about. Or you might get explosive at work and go, oops, the daisy, I kind of like that job. Money and food was kind of nice. I enjoyed that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that happening this weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, let's hope today we can get all that catharsis out before you take it out on some crazed lunatic yelling at you because they're out of, you know, three bean soup. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says here, explore and reflect. Our emotions drive action or inaction. Emotions can drive us to take actions we need for our survival. For example, a fight, flight, or freeze response. If we face an injustice, our anger drives us to fight against it. If we encounter a bear, our fear makes us want to run and hide. If we work with a difficult boss, our anxiety may cause us to freeze before we say or do something we could lose our job over. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) we're just talking about that, right? So emotions serve a real, mm-hmm. real world survival yeah. situation, yes, they right? Do. Yeah. 
Uh, when we're aware of whether our current emotion is making us fight, take flight, or freeze, we can move beyond the first reaction and choose a more effective response for the situation. Even positive emotions can make us be silent on something when we should speak up or avoid dealing with someone we believe will spoil our mood. In all cases, we can be more mindful of our choices when we're aware of how our emotions are making us take action or not. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it just goes on to say our emotions tell others. Emotions can tell others that we have unmet needs. We often ignore our emotions and needs in favoring of getting things done when we're busy. When we do this, our ignored emotions begin to show up in our interactions with with others. We may unintentionally come off as abrupt, annoyed, or disinterested. This, uh, in turn, can uh, negatively impact our relationships. Yeah. When we know our emotions impact our relationships, we can avoid unintended consequences. It's human nature to think that uh, other people's emotions are about us, even when they're not. Sometimes we just need to share our current emotion with other another person so they understand it's not personal. This doesn't excuse regularly negative or intense emotions, but it'll help when this is unusual for you. For example, you're upset about a family member's poor health. You don't have to share the details if you want to keep them private, but you might say, please excuse my distraction today. I'm dealing with family issues and they're weighing heavy on my mind. Kind of like us, mm-hmm. we're going, taking my yeah. mom to chemo every day. Yeah. And that could in turn affect how we treat others or regard others. It's Definitely. not, yeah. And sometimes it, when you're going through heavy stuff, it it might make others come off a little shallow or superficial. You're mm-hmm. like, suck it up, butter cheeks, Jesus. Yeah, you know, you're dealing with real life shit, and they're they're upset because they don't have cherry flavored lollies. And you're like, come <laughs> on, dude, really? You know. So I think sometimes it's all about perspective. Oh yeah. And then it just goes on to say our emotions have wisdom for us. There's a lot of wisdom in all emotions, including those we think are negative. If you're feeling sad. There's probably something you need to let go of, such as a loss, a dream, or a goal. That doesn't mean you should drop your goals, but if it's unattainable in the moment, maybe set it aside for later. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, if you're feeling anxious, there's probably something you need to face or address. This could be something from your past, something in your present, or something you're worrying will happen in the future. So knowing what these emotions mean can really help you to address them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, if you're feeling angry, there's probably something uh, you feel isn't fair and you need to identify what it is. And that's what's so frustrating with working for corporations is they act like they don't give a shit. And then you got to go, you know, home and and you got to go kick a tree or kick grass because you can't kick your boss. And uh, we're continually put in situations where we don't have adequate control over our not only emotions, but our actions yeah. toward those emotions to satisfy our emotions. So we have to be careful how we mm-hmm. let those out, yeah. you know? And so real quickly, we'll finish this off. It just says, in each case, if you uh, deny or shove away the emotion, you won't be able to tap into the information it has for you. You'll also likely have a harder time moving forward. So, you know, bottling up emotions, it only perpetuates... That it's going to come out worse later. It puts it off until later, for sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Emotions help us identify when something needs to to change. 
We may need to change our own thoughts or attitudes, or we may need to change something in our relationships or environment, something around us. Like, hey, whoa, when you do that, it pisses me off, and you better stop doing that, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fucking, you know, I'm gonna go, you know, Tasmanian devil on you. <laughs> <laughs> And then it just says, often ignoring negative emotions means that they come back again and again. When we take, uh, when we examine the wisdom our emotions can teach us, we'll be more likely to move forward in a healthy way. And then it just says, take action. Think about an emotion that continues to come up for you. Answer each of the following questions about that emotion. When I feel this emotion, do I fight, take flight, or freeze? What's the thought behind my reaction? How do I behave or act when I'm experiencing this emotion? What might this emotion tell others who don't know what I'm thinking or feeling? Would, uh, what would they see, hear, or experience when I'm feeling this emotion? What does this emotion suggest I need to change or pay attention to in my life? And uh, then it says additional uh, resources. Uh, let's see. Okay, so it says here, I'm trying to sift through this. Mm -hmm. It's not the best constructed article I've ever read. In fact, the (laughs) last (laughs) sentence had an extra word in it. That was a lot of fun. Uh, It just says, uh, link emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. We associate our emotions, positive or negative, with the ways we think about ourselves, how we behave, and how we perceive others and the world. What drives behavior? When we recognize that all human behavior is an attempt to meet a perceived or actual need, we can choose to look beyond the behavior and some, some become curious about the need uh, someone's trying to meet. Behaviors are like uh, the tip of an iceberg. The larger submerged part is the need that drives that behavior. So sometimes knowing yeah. that people are going through shit might help you schluff off when someone's being a little bit curt or unkind with you you know yeah, what i mean for sure yeah anyways that is the whole article but what do you think about that babe it, that's some good stuff i mean it's true you never know that's basically you just don't know what people are going through and yeah emotions are there for a reason and yeah and they serve a function we'll go into that later yeah. but at the end of the day we all have them some choose to repress them some choose to pretend they're not there some people actually think that you're a pussy when you have feelings it's like dude what are you talking about we're not robots yeah, yeah. you know it's uh, just very appropriate for today because i'm having all kinds of emotions that are just I know. Surfacing. <laughs> well, that's why I'm hoping this could might be a little bit therapeutic because, yeah. yeah, I know. At the end of the day, the last thing we wanted to do after getting home from chemo was record an episode and do all this research. But, you know, I thought, well, this is a really good time to hopefully get all that stuff out. And if you, you know, purge the tanks or cry or whatever you got to do to to get those feelings out, I, I'm all for it. So hopefully this will you know, hopefully serve uh, something positive in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we decided, you know, we're going to create a list of things that wound our soul and things that heal our soul, and hopefully you might relate. Now, uh, I have a tendency to overcomplicate and overthink things, so excuse me when I say these, (laughs) because most people are like, I hate it when blah, 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 and I'm like, I'm getting all the grand scheme of things on it, but that's how I was feeling in the moment, so we'll just run with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I have here, um, you want to start, babe, the, the thing, what's the, it doesn't matter how many 
you have listed. We're going to go through them all quickly. We'll comment on them. But uh, what is something that wounds your aching soul? The first thing I wrote here was war. Yes. Particularly thinking, I mean, yeah, like, okay, World War II, there was a reason. Hitler was a fucking menace to the world, but... But just the thinking about and just thinking about right now with the war in Ukraine, like what is the point? So some asshole can say he he controls this land and these people. There's well, absolutely no reason for there's it. There's a land ego. dispute over Ukraine that's hundreds of years old, and yeah. he's doing it to display his uh, you know his wayward aggression and power over. Uh, over not only his own country and people, but over uh, other countries as well. And yeah, it's it's nothing more than a than a dick display. That's all he's mm-hmm. doing. It's like, look how yeah. big my dick is. Isn't it great? Isn't it shiny and veiny? And, and in general, that's what it is. And it's it's just... bullshit. Yeah, and it's it's tyrannical and it's bullshit. And we sh- we geopolitically should not have to deal with tyrants like that who can just will. Uh, themselves to do atrocious things like bomb apartment buildings it pisses yeah. me off well yeah and they're <laughs> not the ones that are being affected by it they're sitting in their little palaces protected absolutely and it's the civilians and it's the people that are in the military that and are all being he's forced thinking to do about these is things. his fucking ego and his yeah. fucking um uh, his death is legacy he doesn't give a shit about the day in day out of the struggle of the russian people and that's why i try to separate what putin does from the russian people because a lot of russians are not allowed to speak out Mm. and it pisses me off because back there used to be a time where gorbachev and the ussr we ended the cold war only to allow this fucking dumbass fascist in and now we're right back where we started and worse yeah it's just yeah it's very frustrating yeah you know well as a former soldier and veteran myself there's a saying that says it takes a little bit of war to understand the necessity for peace you know and it really has turned me into a peacemonger i'm a big old hippie liberal socialist motherfucker and i don't care who knows it because most of the people who criticize me are a bunch of dumbasses anyway so you know i wear my uh, socialist hippie peace flag all the time and why is that because unlike these fools out there who like to talk a big game about being manly i actually did shit I actually went into the army and went airborne and went air assault and had air and had urban assault SWAT training. So when these people treat me like I'm a weakling, it's like, bro, please. (laughs) So at the end of the day, you know, um, real veterans have seen and know exactly what the cost of war is. And uh, yeah, it's bullshit. And uh, uh, the geo, what it does to our culture and economy, it's, it's just, it's, the only thing I can say good about Trump, he didn't start some endless war. And and I think the only reason why, honestly, it's not because he's peaceful. It's not because he's loving. It's because he was afraid that war would take, attention would take away all from the him. media attention away from him yeah. and his awesomeness. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't for any high and mighty no. good and but, good but intentions. At but least there was no wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So for me, the first thing is, is cold, harsh, indifferent, punitive, chaotic, unrewarding, unrelenting capitalism that continually rewards shallowness, the wealthy, and all the side effects of socioeconomic injustice and inequality. Now, there's probably a cleaner way of saying that, but at the end of the day, capitalism, capitalism, man, <laughs> I got nothing against, you know, a, a, an economy that's built by industry. But when you rig the system so much that regular human people are just feeling nothing but angry and desperate and exhausted, excuse me, uh, point of order, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm fighting for an economy that works for the middle class, not just for rich people and the corporate oligarchs. We want an economy where we can have decent wages, decent pay, and Gee, I don't know. Maybe all the money shouldn't be going to celebrities and big pharma and uh, you know, uh, you know, the industrial war complex. Maybe some of these monies, if we actually had our priorities straight, would go into creating better outcomes and better housing environments and better, just better in technologies that can handle the onslaught of a growing population. Overpopulation is a problem. Do we do anything about it? No, we just wait for, you know, you know, just, yeah, God will handle it. Yeah, well, God, God hasn't handled it just quite yet. No. So real quick, just speak on that. Capitalism, what do you like? What do you don't like about capitalism? What are your feelings and emotions about that? Just in a few minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so we can move on for the yeah, sake of experience. No, I think for the most part, the way it is handled in, in the United States, it's absolute nonsense. It's built to, to help the wealthy and help the shareholders and doesn't give two shits about the people actually doing the work. Yeah, well, and that's why we get on conservatives. It's not because we have anything hateful towards them. They deserve good things and a good life like anybody else. But at the end of the day, if you're brainwashed into a cause that's only helping the wealthy and you're too stupid to see it, it's like, what do you do with these folks? I mean, they just keep thinking that if we give more money to rich people, uh, somehow they're going to trickle that stuff down on us. And the only thing that seems to be trickling down is 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 yellow and wet and not green so uh mm -hmm. i just wish these people would learn that you know you may not like you know all the open-minded things of liberalism but at the end of the day it certainly would serve your interests socioeconomically better than the constancy of you know just propping up the rich that's all the republican party has ever been and i wish they could just see through that you know yeah it's nothing against conservatives. I just wish that they would grow up. I mean, they claim to be such tough, rugged individualists. will grow a fucking brain. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Okay, babe, what's next on your list? Um, my second thing is cruelty in general. Yes. To animals, to children, to each other. Absolutely. It's just, it's so, it just tears your heart out. That's right, it does. Cruelty is unfucking necessary full stop. It's yeah. just not necessary. Yeah. Um, I have here uh, socioeconomic inequality. Flippant attitudes towards regular people and struggling working people. Corporatism, elitism, superior attitudes. I use an example here of 
HGTV, flipping old houses, making everything more expensive. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. They flip a house. Well, you flip enough houses, and where are the poor people going to live? I yeah, mean, they don't flip them so the people living there can continue to live there. They flip them so they can sell them for a profit. Yeah, and all this capitalism and corporatism can be gussied up so that it looks good on TV. Yeah. But what actual systemic good is it providing? All it's doing is making these house flippers wealthy and then they usually sell that to somebody who's wealthy and then the regular people get what out of this exactly i don't see how it systemically is helping anything it's not and i don't have anything against hgtv in and of itself my mom watches it all the time and it's like i think that property brothers are nice dudes i think that big old red bearded dude is a nice man but at the end of the day are these corporate agendas or these agendas to help people and they pretend that they're trying to help people but they're not they're helping the wealthy yeah (laughs) when i continue on here to say um hgtv how's it helping a contest you never win i've been signing up for hgtv's uh win a house for eight years now I've never, ever gotten anywhere near winning. I used to sign up for um, uh, that uh, O-Maze. Well, they can O-Maze their way out of my life because it's amazing how much I never win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then um, uh, uh, Walmart used to take insurance out on people, their employees. The the ones who had poor health, they would actually put insurance policies on them and then win money Almost mm-hmm. as if they were banking on their poor health employees to get sick or die. Now, I yeah. don't know if they're still doing that, yeah, but that man. was a thing 10 years ago. And it, oh my God, like, talk about soulless. Yeah. Uh, I, I have here uh, inflation always rising and, and do nothing Congress unable to pass relief for regular people. Cost of living always goes up. Geez, isn't it funny how that works out? It just always seems to go in the favor of corporatists and and the wealthy and never ever seems to finally steady out where when's it gonna steady out and you know why i think that is is because there's a disproportionate amount of money going towards people passing the buck the, the, our economy you know they all the money that goes in our treasuries are supposed to pay taxes to make social programs and infrastructure so that we live in a better world and if they don't do it correctly Who's stuck with the bill? They just keep asking for more. And and we, the taxpayer, are becoming uh, involved in an endless, endless cycle of me, 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 need, need, need. And rent, our rent just went up $35. And I told my mom, I told you, I said, why is our rent going up? They don't even clean the fucking common areas anymore. No, it's especially for a place like this. It's the rent on the, the space. Yeah. So... Yeah, so what, they're making, what, $639 a month for how many hundreds Over of places in here? Over most places now. Yeah, and for how many hundreds of places in this place yeah. every month? Where the fuck is it going? And and these employees, they run around like they got a fucking... Uh, and they're probably making $12 an hour, so they're not benefiting. It's right. not like the employees are benefiting. Well, and it's the employees, just, I never see them working. And, yeah. and all I want is if there's common areas like our... Uh, carports that have uh, our uh, uh, sheds in them. Mm-hmm. That's where our storage is. Is that once a year, sweep it off. 
Drain the fucking rain gutters. Good grief. How hard yeah. is it to get somebody up there and clean the yeah. shit out? And it's not like they're playing, paying the property taxes. The people that own right. the mobile homes are paying the property taxes. There's absolutely no reason for it. And so there's absolutely no reason for all this inflation other than Mm-mm. greed. Yeah. And they're just no. lazy and they don't care. Yeah. And so what do you do? It just pisses me off, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. At the end of the day, I want regular people to be able to afford to live. How the fuck... They're making it where you can't even live in a fucking mobile home or apartment anymore. Well, and that's like, the what thing. are we supposed to do? I'm going into the first weekend of the month doing money orders all weekend for people that are paying rent. Yeah. And yeah, I had a lady come in the other day and she said hers just went up $100. For yeah. what? And and there are protections in that, but they're not doing enough. No. And you think anybody no. in Congress gives a shit? If you tried to pass a bill to help, the Republicans would fucking blow it out of the water quicker than it than shed mm-hmm. so so how these republicans think that they're on the side of the people they call them the beer and blue jean party well i don't see it and they know it they just they're so distracted by the social issues that they forget that the republicans aren't for regular working people yeah and 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 so yeah liberals can be obnoxious yeah they can be woke and silly and cancel culture but at least they're working for working citizens, for shit's sake. Good grief. Yeah. Wake up, dummy. Well, just speaking of the whole rent thing, I've seen threads on Facebook where people are like, oh, well, private, you know, private people that are renting houses, they need to, the the rent to pay their mortgage. I don't know how much you don't buy a second house if you can't fucking afford it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, we if have you to, need somebody to rent it to pay your mortgage, how about you just don't need that house? Exactly, exactly. We we're physically responsible. Why don't you be? Yeah, you're just passing the buck onto the regular working people. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things that piss me off about this economy. Not because I'm anti-capitalist, but because capitalism should be practical for regular people when it loses its humanity it becomes corporatist it becomes robotic it becomes dysfunctional and then you got all these people watching fox news and fox business thinking that we got to give more breaks and to the rich are you fucking stupid as they get good grief yeah how do you get these people to understand the reality they get so caught up in the socialism the social issues of politics that they forget what side they're on yeah. They think they're going to be rich someday. Mm-hmm. Ignorant bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Calm down, Brian. See? Emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm not a socialist. I just want capitalism to make sense. And I've been watching wages stagnate for 40 fucking years. I've been watching people make excuses why we can't have better infrastructure. Where's high speed rail? I look at other countries like Europe and Asia, and I'm like, wow, it's like they're in the future. Why are we still using choo-choo trains from the 1930s, man? Yeah. I mean, as quaint as they are, we got better now. Well, yeah, and we're in the process of cutting back on regulations to make it even less safe. Yeah. Rather than moving forward. Yeah, it's a shit heap, and that's why we have to be activists. Yeah. Whether you like politics or not. It doesn't mean you have to get into the daily grind. Just... Know how to vote, know the policies, and know who's trying to make it worse. The end. Yeah. Okay, babe, what else wounds your tender soul? Uh, political signs and clothing. 
<laughs> and that is completely one-sided because on the left you might see a oh vaccines work shirt <laughs> yeah but on the right you see fuck joe biden you see let's go brandon you see my dog is smarter than biden you see right. fuck your feelings you see well, it's, it's so not, fucking cruel it's, and it's, unnecessary it's and and it's unnecessary they're just, spending 20 to 25 dollars on a shirt and that's the most important thing coming out of your goddamn mouth is that yeah. Like, yeah. I just think that there would be more constructive ways to spend your time. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. I got nothing against conservatives when it's practical, when it's reasonable, when it's for regular people. But it's become so out of touch and out of step that I just wonder, what in the fuck do they think they're doing? The vast majority of conservatives anymore are a bunch of emotional cripples. They're a mm-hmm. bunch of emotionally inept just psychopaths yeah and, and i don't the, know where their compassion well and the sad thing is half more than half of these people with the fuck your feeling shirts are are leading around a herd of children so what are they teaching their kids they're teaching them hate they're teaching them divisiveness they're teaching them how to be good men <laughs> and good subservient women yeah i don't know i don't know because you know i think i think a lot of you know conservatives can fancy themselves as traditionalists and i'm like yeah i get it i like the old ways good too. for you if that's what you <clears throat> want then do that in your life well, there's, and a, there's a way we can be nostalgic and love traditionalism without being regressive and i don't think they're smart enough or savvy enough or educated enough to know where that line ought to be no you know what i mean yeah and it's not that yay i'm sorry if you don't like the way we bash conservatives, go somewhere else. But we've learned that they're they're they're, they're turning into a problem. <laughs> and you are very good about not bashing. If I spoke, what's actually in well, in my heart most of the time? Because I be- I know they're human, and I know that they're being they're being sort of uh, weaponized for these agendas. And so I'm trying to detach the the agenda from the room. I know. And but these I'm people are being the, used as pawns in these I schemes, and I just, I, just I, to I try to point, feel for them. I, I'm to the point of not even caring anymore. Like, if you're that fucking stupid. Or if you're that cruel. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm so over yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's okay. That's why we're doing this episode, because yeah. we want people to understand that when people put on, it's like when we were at the Allison Chain show, and this guy had an anti-Biden shirt. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Why don't you put on a fucking rock t-shirt? Nobody cares about your political yeah. opinion, dipshit. Yeah. You know? I don't sit around wearing Bernie shirts all day. Yeah. I have one. <laughs> well, yeah. But course. it's got to be a special occasion. Yeah. Like when I want to piss off conservatives. hmm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very similar to what I have for number two. I have disrespectful people. The doers versus those wannabes and fakers. I mean, at the end of the day... Um, I see conservatives talk a big game of how they're all these things. And you know what? The vast majority of them are talkers, not doers. They, you know, if you've been in the military, whether you're liberal or conservative, hey, you're going to get my respect. Um, But if you start spilling all this hatred and, and crap everywhere you go, and that's what I mean. They're teaching these people to be radicals. They're teaching mm-hmm. these people to yell and scream at strangers. This is not adult mature behavior. And if you can't get right and act normal, then you need to be, you know, put in check. I mean, some of these yeah. people need to be in a padded room. I mean, they, they're literally being taught to be 
crazy and vocal to perfect strangers. And you mm-hmm. don't know our politics. And even if, even if you did, doesn't give you the right to yell and scream at people. I mean, can you imagine if liberals just screamed and yelled in the stores all day about their fucking rights? Yeah, Good grief. I know. Settle mm-hmm. down, Beavis. Yeah. <laughs> but disrespectful people. Yeah, who likes disrespectful people? I, I go on... You know, I try to interact on social media, you know, like Facebook and Instagram. And I get all these people that just saying snarky shit. I'm like, what is the point anymore of this? Is it the point just to fucking tear each other down? And, and, yeah, and, on their end, yeah. That is the point. Well, and, and it doesn't do any bit of good. And no. usually I have a better crack. I usually cut them down so low they can't. They don't got shit to say. I woke up this morning and there's a guy that I said something kind of snarky to the other day and he finally responded and I, I'm like, I'm not even going to look because I don't need it. Right. I don't need all the horse shit. No. I don't understand why you would want to you know, waste your time on social media, wasting it arguing with morons. It just makes no sense. No. And I'm not saying that to say that all conservatives are morons, but the vast majority of them are just being weaponized to be, you know, Utilize for Trump's lackeys. They're just little soldiers for the cause. And I'm like, get get a personality. Why don't you grow some fucking charisma, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, babe, number three. What do you got for us, hon? Actually, it's number four for oh, me. Oh, is it number four? But, oh, yeah. my bad. Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're messed up. Um, so, disregard for the environment. It's just... Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, we like we just it's keep, here for us to pillage and we act use like this and, earth is ours that we've got yeah. this ownership over, and we don't know how to take care of the land. Yeah. I mean, I mean that one day this earth is not going to be sustainable if we just keep pillaging it and mm-hmm. raping it and squandering our resources on all this crap. And um, yeah. hey, I like tech and stuff as much as the next guy, but I just think you know. That's why I, I support things where they say they plant, you know, a thousand trees for every what's whatever, right. you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. when it's sustainable, great. But we've got to force, you know, better outcomes for this earth. At the end of the day, if you don't respect this earth, then you don't respect yourself because yeah. you came from this earth, dipwad. Well, yeah, and you're still here. I mean, you're polluting <clears throat> rivers and streams. You're polluting the air. You, you're living here also. Yeah, don't you I like don't... air? Well, I think they think that it's just never, ever going to get bad. Like, oh, like the earth is just can can can, can just take any amount of, of stress, mm-hmm. any amount of, of harshness. And they don't realize, you know, one day the earth isn't going to give back. I mean, what do you think yeah. all those... Forest fires are from. What do you think all this stuff is happening for? It's happening because we're polluting the earth and uh, it doesn't know how to respond. And so Mm -hmm. we're becoming, like George Carlin said, we're becoming a surface nuisance. Yeah. Every once in a while it has to shake us off and go, whoa, get off my back. You're screwing me up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't respect the earth, I don't respect you. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, sorry, we're not trying to come off harsh today. We're we're just getting this stuff off our chest. Speak for yourself. Oh, okay. I'm in one of those. She's in a mood today. And that's okay. That's all right. That's what this is all about. I'm I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm pissed off. I'm in scorched earth. She's, yeah. What's the word for that? Um, Well, yeah, it's definitely human. But uh, what's the word? Incorrigible. There you go. That's a good word. <laughs> She's incorrigible today. So don't I think, am. 
take all this with a grain of salt, you guys. We're just trying to get all, all these things off our chest. It's good catharsis. We're going to talk about catharsis in a little bit. So hang in there with us, you guys. So I hate um, fakers. I hate fake manliness, fake toughness, uh, rude and disrespectful people. That kind of goes into the other one. I forgot to say it. I wrote here, um, fake tough guys, tough, jerky guys who think they're harder and more quote-unquote real than you, people who always act tougher than you, disrespect you, then demand sympathy when they, they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it seems to be a lot of um, the alpha males and the conservatives out there, and I'm sorry that we're picking on conservatives, um, but they do need to get in check. They're not um, learning their cues from uh, from something wholesome and good there's something off about it and it needs to be nipped in the bud Mm -hmm. you know but that's not to say all conservatives are bad people i think some of them are trying to be good people i think a lot of them are trying to be good christians but just you know i don't think they quite understand um the line of knowing their place and, and knowing other people's rights they just yeah it's like they're so observant of others and what they're doing that they fail to pay attention to their own stay in your own lane mind your own business what do you care about what we're doing out here yeah that's called idle hands and people who have idle tan hands have a tendency to not you know be busy enough to be constructive in their own life and so what do they do they judge and critic be are critical and hateful of everything else out there that they don't like well mind your own p's and q's fella yeah might get further in life and i just want to say you know that we did not intend for this to be a go off on conservatives type of episode um i think there are conservatives out there who are constructive who are good who are kind but there's just a whole lot that aren't and so when you deal with it at the grocery store every single day, and when you see that progress and kindness is thwarted by half the country that's being manipulated into these bad, hateful attitudes, at the end of the day, it's not because I'm so liberal that I don't like it. I don't like it because it offends me on a personal level, not because I'm progressive, but because I'm human. At the end of the day, we don't mean to pick on conservatives, but there is something very, very off about their movement, and they're not being addressed. And, uh, you know, they're all being manipulated by, I mean, think about it. You're only as good as your leaders. And if all your leaders are a bunch of gun-toting crazies and religious zealots and closed-minded people who are punitive and hateful and scornful, well, how on earth is that going to somehow equate to better citizens? It's not. Garbage in, garbage out. Even the good ones, by continuing to vote Republicans in, they're complicit in it. Right. It's just like the good cops that don't say anything and keep propping up the system. They're just as much much at fault as the other ones. Well, and I'm at a point now where if you don't like what we're saying, you know, you probably don't live in reality anyways. You've got your own Fox News bubble you live in. And if if this stuff is somehow offensive to you, well, maybe it's time you start, you know, thinking about the the mark that conservatism has on our daily lives. It, It has, you know... It has ruined kindness and fairness in, in, in many, many ways. And why you would want to vote for that, I just don't know. I mean, I try to be fair, but at the end of the day, I do find that conservatism is becoming extremist. Mm-hmm. And then they talk yeah. all day about our extreme liberals. Well, extreme liberals, 
cancel people. Extreme liberals are woke and kind of silly, but they're well, not shooting up churches for, no. for God's well, sake. Well, and they talk about liberals being, you know, woke and canceling people. They fucking cancel people just as much as everybody oh, yeah. else. It's just... I know. It's just a silly game they play over there. Yeah. Anyway. I'm so over it. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm like, I'm trying to explain to my audience, we're not against conservatism. My best friend's a conservative. It has to do with not being smart enough to understand where the world ought to be. Best practices does not come from going backwards into regressive or tyrannical systems. We have to open up and become more progressive and thoughtful and caring and become humanitarians. I don't see that happening right now at the Fox News level. No. Unfortunately. Oh, the one thing I wanted to say on that last one, I talked about fakers, fake manliness, fake toughness, uh, uh, bad attitudes, people trying to own each other on social media, immature, reckless, and hateful attitudes, people lacking soul and wisdom. At the end of the day, good grief, you can't even fucking talk on Facebook anymore without some dipstick getting in your way, causing a bunch of problems, and and then a party wants to fight back because it's it can be fun, to trash talk, but then yeah. it's like, why bother? You're talking about a bunch of people that just, they're either bottling up their own emotions and they don't know how to deal with them properly, or they're just dickheads. At the end of the day, I don't yeah. I don't even engage with strangers anymore. It's not worth it. No, it's not. Anyways, my, the next one I have here is homophobes and Christian hypocrites. Ugh. So all these Republicans claim to be good little Christians while... Wearing their AR-15 badges instead of their American flag badges on the Senate and House floor. They claim to be good Christians and yet do nothing to help alleviate some of our systemic problems. Such as gun violence. Such as poverty. Such as injustice and inequality. I mean, ah, I still have this image of Trump supporting police officers who are perfectly fine with armed insurrectionists and protesters on the right with their guns. They didn't get anything. You, you get a bunch of peaceful uh, liberals out there, and they're starting to shoot rubber bullets at him. So when you see what conservatism is becoming, it's becoming fascist. It's becoming totalitarian. It's becoming cruel, frankly. And, and the, what was the first thing on your list? Cruelty. And so it's not about fighting against conservatives. It's about fighting against regressive attitudes and mentalities that aren't bringing our country forward. At the end of the day, I'm not some hopeless liberal. I just want the world to function. And I want jobs to make sense. And I want pay to be proportionate to the cost of living. I mean, at the end of the day... It's, this isn't rocket science. It's about being a good person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and you, your initial thing, you're mm-hmm. talking about homophobia and things and the yeah. good little Christians. And just made me think about I, a friend that I have on Facebook. And people actually will say on their Facebook posts, like, I love you, but I don't agree with your lifestyle. Well, how about fuck you? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, but they're because they're the good little Christians, and right. they can, but they still have to throw that in there. Like, I don't agree with well, your lifestyle. I don't agree in with the this. Bible and, that that explicitly says that gays are sinners or evil. Okay, and so this idea, this notion, it comes. It's not just Christianity. It's white 
conservative Christianity. It's a very special, specific brand of Christianity that's turning hateful and is turning scornful. And, 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 and then hiding behind the Bible. And then hiding behind the Bible or hiding behind uh, the Constitution. It's like, like, you think we can't tell that you're not becoming a kinder person? Dipshits! The whole yeah. lot of them. Mm-hmm. When I see Christian hypocrites... It's almost worse than seeing regular hypocrites because they ought to know better. They're holding themselves to a Christian standard. And yet, if they met Jesus Christ, the brown socialist, in real life, they would fucking hate this guy. So to pretend that they're being Jesus-like or that they've got some special line to the the Jesus phone or the God phone, uh, they feel protected by God. And they they think that it it absolves them of all their shitty behaviors and attitudes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude... That's yeah. why I think religion is getting out of hand, because if there really was a God, you don't think he would maybe, I don't know, fix some of this shit by now? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's just, I wanted it to be real, but after 10, 15 years of watching it go nowhere, I'm like, I think it's just emotionally regressive and immature for a grown man, a grown adult, especially a politician, to claim to be more, to be a Christian, and then use that Christianity as a means to fight against progress and equality. It's like, I think yeah. you're missing the point of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but homophobes, fuck them, I hate them. But next, yeah. what, what do you got, babe? <laughs> <laughs> next on my list, I have poverty. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no reason for it Why this, can't we just country? all agree to create better outcomes create a more industri- industrious society where we're, our reliance on third world nations and exploitation labor is minimalized yeah that way things might cost more but you're paying people there you know i always said we should socialize corporations and uh, factories where you have a stock in that you get paid a job a, a wage plus commission because you own a portion of the company at the end of the day that's the best way to go and yet we just do everything within our power to not do it and so what do we have we have soulless capitalism soulless corporatism we all work for companies that we loathe and so if you think that these companies are your friend you got another thing coming bub yeah well and i it's very socialist of me but i happen to think that shelter food and health care are human rights and yeah, none no, of those things should right. be for profit. Like, right. Especially like housing. Like, why should somebody be making money because you need a place, of, a roof over your head? Well, and the it's fact just, that we don't even have enough safeguards to keep yeah. it fair. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And then we don't have, we don't live in a society where politicians, I mean, like I said, half the body politic has been hijacked by insane people. So how can you get anything passed if you don't? have a a democratic majority at the end of the day Mm -hmm. we're relying on republicans to step up and be sane to be compassionate y'all claim to be christians and what the fuck help us out dudes yeah all these good christians are completely fine with people living on the streets or people going without health care or food or well that reminds me of something i want to talk about here real quick 
Well, lately you have a lot of conservatives talking about how uh, trans people reading to our kids sexualizes them. Well, and they're not even necessarily trans people. It's drag queens, drag which queens, is a completely... Which is not even that, it's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which just proves their lack of intelligence when it comes to yeah. understanding the difference between trans and um cross-dressers mm-hmm. but anyways i digress but there's a meme here it's got a picture of skeletor and it says if you think a guy in drag reading to kids is sexualizing them it means you find men in drag sexy <laughs> until we meet again <laughs> and it just kind of goes to show the hypocrisy yeah. i mean these people they claim that somehow we're grooming children into being oh i don't know tolerant of gay and trans people what should we do make them intolerant tolerant in general and these same people would be Mm. more than happy to have somebody standing there with a fucking assault rifle reading to their children yeah but god forbid a man dressed as a woman reads to your children well and the whole thing is done tongue-in-cheek it's very yeah, innocent. It's fun. It's, it's out in the open. Fun. There's no secrecy. There's no yeah. hiding. There's no deviancy there. Yeah. It's all very uh, innocent. And they're making it out to be something disgusting and dirty. Yeah. Which is what they always do. That's what mm-hmm. they did about the trans in the bathroom stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, good grief. I just. Yeah. If, they were re- if there was really trans people doing all these egregious things, then I might say, okay, you have an argument. Yeah, but it's but all no. to drum up hatred towards gay in the LGBT community. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's all... It's Playing all pro- on their Christian fears. Yeah. Well, it's all projection. Yeah. I mean, the ones right. that have been caught in bathrooms are the white, Christian, conservative, closeted gay men that are trying <laughs> to pick up other men in the bathroom. Right. Which, obviously, I have nothing against being gay, but if you're gay, then... F- just be open about it. Don't and then don't try to hurt other people. Because you can't tolerate because, your own gayness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what we mean about bottling up emotions. Maybe if you just come clean, you could go live yeah. your happy gay lifestyle without yeah. hurting other gay right? people and their movements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyhow. Like I said, you guys, I told you this was going to be kind of a little bit of a grievance episode. We're talking a little bit of trash. We're getting these things off our chest. Why? Because we want our society to function. We want our uh, people to function. We want people to be well-adjusted and happy. And when you have so many people thwarting progress, thwarting equality, thwarting kindness, it's like, good grief. And so... Like I said, I'm not trying to pile on conservatives, but it does feel like they are a big factor in why we can't move the country forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got what? One left, babe? Go One for it. One left. Um, what do you got? Freaking <clears throat> gun culture. Gun culture. Okay, you know, like, I'm a veteran. I was an ammunition and weapon specialist in the Army, so I've got a special amount of training in guns. And uh, I'll tell you, when I got out of the Army, I felt no necessity to go buy guns. Now, mm-hmm. if if I need one, I know where they're at. I got nothing against them. In fact, I used to often go with friends, and we would go target practicing. Yeah. So I've got... Ab- I mean, come on. I grew up around guns. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a World War II veteran hunter. Well, I did too. My dad had them. He was yeah. a member of the NRA. Like so, He's always had guns. Exactly. Just, so but he I'm, keeps them in a safe. And well, that's he's just careful it. I'm no stranger and, to that culture. Yeah. And so this idea that because I'm progressive, I've got something against guns. No! What I have 
is a problem with the wrong fucking people having access to them and then shooting our children. And, and you're sitting whole, there doing nothing. Yeah, because they're excusable. <laughs> criminals are going to be criminals. So, all right, well, if that's the case, then why have any laws at all? Well, if criminals are going to be criminals, then why do you constantly fear monger about gay people if being criminals if they're criminals are just going to be criminals? I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, what, we should just stop trying because criminals are always going to exist. And that's exactly what that's the, I argument? can't remember that congressman's name that they interviewed after that shooting a few days ago. Well, Criminals are going to be criminals. There's nothing we can do about it. So, and unspoken, we're not even going to try. Yeah. Like, well, and that's what I mean is that they're so, these conservative politicians, now it happens on the left as well, but they are wholly owned by the lobbies, the lobbyists, and they just will continually perpetuate bad argument bad faith argument one after the other and they will say nothing they will do nothing and then they'll get all pissed off you know like after udalve uh you had beto o'rourke go in there and say why don't you guys fucking do something except thoughts and fucking prayers why don't we do something and then he's like how dare you come in here like how dare you sit here and pretend like you're helping yeah well and, (laughs) and something that anyone that's not from oregon wouldn't know about or would know about but um there's the whole oregonian thing up here oh yeah i see that all the time bumper stickers and hats and shirts so it's it's a play on oregon but they spell it o-r-e-g-u-n with the freaking assault rifle is the thing so i see oregonian all the they know how much it upsets liberals and they just love doing and saying anything within their power to upset people and uh, listen i am for gun rights I just think that we could have common sense solutions and and we could create responsible NRA members, responsible gun owners that aren't fetishists. Good grief. If you took a love of anything else, but, and, and t- it would become a fetish. Mm-hmm. They are fetishists. Yeah. They are extremists. And we don't need radicals and weirdos carrying guns. And the reason why it makes me nervous is because there used to be a time where I trusted adults. I don't trust adults anymore. When I'm at Target at the Starbucks, I don't want to see some knuckle dragger carrying an AR-15 on his back because I don't trust that you're going to not pull it out and shoot me with it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they're always like the whole good guy with the gun. Well, how the fuck do I know you're the good guy? And you probably aren't because you're probably... I don't even know what I'm going to say with that. It just You're a fuck nut. <laughs> yeah. You don't look right in the head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And anyone that feels the need to do that is not... Well, any any uh, mild-mannered uh, gun person doesn't feel the need to be dick-waving all the yeah. time. They, they, they take their gun out like it's their penis, like there's a bunch of dick-wavers. Like, good grief, mm-hmm. settle down, Beavis. It's just yeah. it's extremist behavior that we pretend is mild-mannered, and it isn't. It's no. not sane. It's not normal. It's not rational. It's extremism. And I got no problem with guns when... You know, because we need to have the right to bear arms so that, you know, but they think, oh, oh well, that's in case uh, our, uh, you know, government gets radical. We can we can fight mm-hmm. them. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Were you going to fight the U.S. Marines? Give me a break. I was in the army. You ain't beating us. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Green wins every time. And it ain't a bunch of militia members that drink Coors Light. <laughs>
Yeah, so while I have that subject going, I have here written, it's a different, something different, but I said AR-15 pins, they're wearing in Congress AR-15 pins instead of the American flag pins. You know, it's a, at the end yeah. of the day, I mean, they care more about gun nuttery than they care about this country. Oh, 100%. And they, and they act mm. like we're only American when we're right-leaning. It's like, oh, speak on that, please. Oh, well, I just told you about that t-shirt I saw the other day, which goes back to my whole, like, tea clothing and signs thing. And it was a picture of the outline mm. of the United States, and there's all these red areas and then the blue areas, and it said red equals United States of America, blue equals the commie sons of bitches, a bunch of commie something i don't just communists yeah uh, assuming that we're commies you know just because we're more involved than you doesn't make us un-american you're just a dipshit yeah i don't understand (laughs) why you can only be american if you're christian and you carry a gun and well and i was a christian for many many years and that's what i mean as i was a christian i was a gun carrying american and I was a veteran, and you don't get more fucking American than that, but because right. I take a stance against extremism, oh, now I'm the problem? That's what I mean. Yeah. They want to target anybody and anything that sets to go against them. And I'm just saying, hey, if you're going to be a Christian, live up to Christian values. If you're going to have a gun, then I want to be able to trust you with that gun. I mean, look at, we've had more school shootings this year than we've had days in this year not just school but yeah there's been a hundred 123 mass shootings in this year in 84 in, days yeah 84 but that's days. okay that's perfectly normal yeah that and we're just going to keep thought thoughts and praying yeah. that shit into mm-hmm. oblivion yeah that's useful uh-huh and if and if there was a god why hasn't he done anything yet why and is- their excuse is free will <sighs> I'm just saying, if there was really a God that was sentient, he would have stepped in by now. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Sorry if that offends you. So that's that's all your list, huh? That's all my list, Okay, yeah. but you've got other things, the things that... Because we're the still going to talk help. about things yeah. that, mm-hmm. that heal the soul. Yeah. So let's get through this list real quick. And then we've got an article at the end we'll go through that will help us understand how to create catharsis in our mm-hmm. emotional life, okay? Uh, number four, immaturity. Lacking in maturity, no priorities, and lacking emotional intelligence and kindness. Political haters, silly falling outs over nothing. I think of my friend Roger. I think of my friend Angie. I think of my friend Emilio. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, And any lacking of moral consistency or heart. Uh, People who can't seem to accept others who are different. Ethical consistency and bravery. Some people grow better while some people grow bitter and selfish. You want to talk on that? That was a lot. <laughs> well, just, you know, immaturity and the, and, yeah. the, and, the, and the breeding of hate. Yeah. The hate, hatred has become people a culture just, now. Yeah, it has. And people just fall for it hook, line, and sinker. They don't have any, it's like they have no thoughts of their own. They just yeah. have this TV telling them what to well, do and how to think. Well, they don't want to walk around like big dick swinging tough motherfuckers and then I'm, I'm here to tell you you ain't tougher than us just because we're liberal yeah 
I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Walking around cock strutting with your peacock feathers all out and plumed out does not make you tough. It makes you insecure. There's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But speak on, you know, falling out. Speak on the lacking in maturity and priorities in our society. I mean, what it boils down to is, I mean, if right-wingers had their priorities straight, I would be all about it. But they they get so caught up in the warmongering and all of the social counterculture wars, all the shit that Fox News spreads, all this social, what do you call that? The uh, social issues. They get so caught up in the social issues that they lose their priorities of what's important. Like, oh, I don't know, better jobs, better jobs for American, better health care, better outcomes in America. People can't afford to live anymore. People can't afford to buy a house, and they certainly can't afford to go to college. 